We're back. Episode four. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. They won't leave you alone in the dark. <laughs> all alone. I don't know this version. Desert you. Sorry. We'll cut that. We're freaking one second. You should just into pump in some Sinatra. Yeah. Like right at that point. Like see if he, <laughs> maybe he has a Diamonds Are Forever version, you know? Maybe. My oh. wife's calling me right now. Oh, you want to take it? We can start this over? No. Okay. I kind of like where this is going. Okay. All right. Well, diamonds are forever because there's been a lot of a lot of diamond site type things happening. Right? Yeah. A lot of a lot of you know, diamonds are a uh, what do we call it? A precious precious jewel. Is it a jewel or is it just gem. a diamond? It's a gem. Gemstone. Yeah. Gemstone. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm not good with that. That's okay. Precious rock. I I, I bought a diamond a couple years ago. You know. So the first and last time. <laughs> It freaking better be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that uh dude, it's been a month since I've seen you. Yeah, so that's like, why we have a lot of we have a lot of things that have happened that you know, the last time we last time we saw each other, the NCAA selection show hadn't even happened yet. Right. And now we have a national champion. Yeah. We yeah, we the whole tournament happened. Yeah, in that time. I mean, that's Tony like Bennett. Was, raise up! Yeah, congrats to the ex Coog. Yeah, man. Yeah, well done. He's always been a classy guy. Yeah, he's always been class. So that was awesome. Have I told you that story about the day that Tony Bennett left Washington State? I maybe like you have, but I don't remember. So you got to tell me. So again, and I'm I, steal a red vine. I no, yeah, definitely eat those red vines before I do. I remember, I'll never forget this, probably till the day, the day I die, because, I, you know, Coug basketball was just on fire at that time. It was awesome. We had this awesome young coach, great young team, competing at the highest level. And I'll never forget, I had a huge midterm. I think it was stats. It was a statistics class. And it, I, I had to stay up all night studying for this thing. Got probably maybe like three to four hours of sleep. You know, mm, probably three hours tops because it was a 730 class, one of those early, early ass ones. I went and took it and I remember thinking, oh, I'm pretty sure I just bombed that test. <laughs> That's a great feeling. I didn't, though. Not as bad as I nice. thought. Yeah, I ended nice. up I ended up getting a B minus on it. So, hey, I, to some people, was, that's an A plus. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I was so tired. I went home and I was like, well, I don't have another class until like one twenty-five, So I'm going to sleep for like the next three hours. And I woke up to go to my class probably 30 minutes before it. And Tony Bennett was gone. All, Facebook was on fire. I had missed like a few text messages. Dude, I'm devastated. Tony Bennett's gone. He left for Virginia. Oh, it was terrible. And then he took Joe Harris, who's now you know yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Who's originally from Chelan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's a baller. Take the ball. Took one of our homegrowns. I know, right? Yeah, a month a month or so has passed. I've been slacking on the podcast in general. <laughs> I have an episode that I've already recorded and I was I'm supposed to have released by now. I've got 
for right now, like personally and professionally, it's been a April. Once I get through April, it'll be a lot easier. So, but we're um, we do want you guys to sub to the new podcast channel if you haven't already. If you're listening to this, maybe I don't know how you found this without subbing to it already, but it's Instagram or whatever somehow, some way. But Trev's got his own channel now. It's official. Well, we we both do. We don't, both. We don't sh- give me the cred here. You you put I, it together, buddy. <laughs> no, and I, I know, but I, I just I love having a co a co captain in this, and and right. I like to think of this as also your baby. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just co parenting with you. <laughs> okay. Well, you got two kids, so and I don't have any, so I feel yeah. like you're probably a little bit better of a parent than I'll ever be. Well, well, at least at this point. Hey. No one's as you've good got of a four years on it, right? They should be or could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not trying to go dark, but <laughs> my point was saying that you could try to be the best parent in the world, and you'll end up being like you'll do something wrong. The force is strong with you. Well, we'll see. It's remained to be seen. Jedi Master. Jedi Master. There's been a lot of Jedi news, but we won't go into that. We've, we'll have to start a cinema and. You know what else started podcast. since we last Game of Thrones? Yeah, GOT. Has a lot started. of conspiracies about GOT now too. Yeah, I um, it's dude, it's funny. Game of Thrones is like, it's it's the show like a Breaking Bad. It's a, I don't remember an it's older crack. show. It's it's, <laughs> it's crack cocaine. Yeah, some <laughs> crack cocaine, <laughs> but it's a great it's great and it's back and it's a good. This is. The springtime with the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, which you were saying has been amazing. And, it's been awesome. Uh, <clears throat> the weather's turning. You got shows like Game of Thrones that come out. It's a wonderful time of year. Great time of year. Wonderful time of year. Um, but To circle back on what Corbin was saying, yeah. though, yes, subscribe to the new podcast channel, Talking Sports with Trevin Corb. Yep. It's official. We have our own channel for this podcast. Yep. Uh, we've got a lot of ideas. We're brainstorming a lot of ideas. And make sure to follow us on Twitter. Yes, because that's what, how we want to generate and document discussion about the show. And also, that's the only way you're ever going to be able to win anything if we give things away. So yeah. better get on it if you haven't. I mean, when we get our first sponsor and stuff, you know? Yeah, which we're still looking for, by the way. So if anybody knows anybody, if you know out anybody there that, wants to that knows podcast, somebody that knows somebody yep. that has a copy. A copy of a copy. There it is. Um, circling back. <laughs> circling back to the circling back with jokes. Oh, I got some news though. I'm going to uh the Kill Tony podcast at the comedy store or the comedy club. Nice. Yeah, it's day after my birthday on a Thursday though. In this particular podcast, you put your name in a hat and if your name is drawn, you go up there and you do five minutes on of comedy in front of them and then they they roast you or whatever, critique you. Oh man! Yeah, they have a band. So you could Brian be, Red Band. So have you been? Have you been writing? No. Well, I mean, I have like been trying to think of things. Yes, but I don't know. Because you, you might, you, you might get drawn and called, and then yeah, you know, like I'm gonna could try. Be, could be your like the moment, the, moment, the time. Yeah, we might never have to do this again, <laughs> or we might have to do it doubly. You know that? Yeah. Ride the momentum. Yeah. Possibly. Ride, ride the momentum. I, a lot I'm of a, comics are doing these. I, would, this, the, what my buddy Aaron was telling me is the stat is that 
like, I, I'm going to butcher this, but essentially 30% of all podcasts in existence were launched last year. Or in, were launched. No in, sh- Yeah, 2018, 20, 2017 to 2018. I always thought I was way behind. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that I could be butchering that. Oh, breaking news. Terrence Crawford wins by TKO over Amir Khan. Oh, he won? He won. To retain WBO welterweight title. Fight stopped in the sixth round by corner after accidental low blow. Oh, really? I would not have put my money on Crawford. I would have went with Khan. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but... They they think that that guy is like... Crawford? The next... Next big guy. He might, who knows? What's his weight What's class his, again? Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Welterweight. That just said welterweight, right? But is that different? Is that like um? That's what was uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. They're high on Terrence Crawford, though. I know, boxing analysts are. One forty to one forty-seven. Dude, he's shredded. Is that how big Floyd was? Yeah, one fifty, right around there. Yep. All right. In any Hoosiers, uh, breaking news. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast, and we're trying to come up with some fun, fresh ideas. Yeah, totally. We, if we, you have any, suggest them on Twitter yeah, or Instagram or just hit us up, wherever. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Three minds are greater than two. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, so just to, just to move on right away with the NCAA tournament, it did happen since we've we've – had an episode, so we got to talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, we our picks just to update you. Trev Trev won because he had two teams in the elite eight versus my one. <laughs> let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here, though. None of neither one of us had a team in the final four or the national championship. Yeah, so we both pretty bad. Yeah, you know that's and we shouldn't have do- we shouldn't have dogged our homie Tony Bennett, man. That was <laughs> just like we should have just. You know, I don't know why us as Cougs, we should have been like, oh, yeah, this is the year. But remember, what a comeback story, though. Let's talk about that for a second. They get dumped in the first round last year. Yep. Lose to the 16 seed. And then the following year, they go win the national championship. It's like it's a redemption story, you know, like that's the first time that ever happened in history of the tournament. No, hats off, hats off to Virginia. Congratulations on a wonderful year. Yeah, absolutely. Capping it off with that. Championship. Um, and then, yeah, we were talking about, or before we were kind of coming up with what we wanted to talk about on this episode. It's been a while. Gonzaga and Texas Tech. Do you want to go into Texas Tech stuff? Because that's who the Zags lost to. Yeah, yeah. Texas Tech had just an incredible run. And, you know, there were th- they were a 3C going into it. So, okay. wanna, not a bad team, right? No. I don't think a lot of team. I don't think people probably expected Texas Tech to get past maybe like the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight as a three seed. It was uh, it was a magical run for them too. But if you go back and you look statistically at you know them as a team over the course of the season, they held teams to shooting I think 36 percent or less. Yeah, that's which is pretty incredible over yeah. the course of the season. They go into the tournament. And same thing, same story. They're holding, on average, um, those first three games that they played against Northern Kentucky, Buffalo, and Michigan, I think the, they, 
the averaged out that averaged out for those three games at around 34 or 35 yeah, percent yeah. so they, um, they, yeah. they continued that awesome defensive stretch or just defensive presence that they've had hands up you know force a lot of turnovers make make teams make tough shots um and then they get matched up with gonzaga in the elite eight and gonzaga was the the first team to actually, you know, shoot better than 36%. Yeah. Uh, they shot 42% from the field, which still wasn't enough. It's a close game. Yeah, six-point Un- loss. Unfortunate to see the Zags go down that way, but they, they lost to the team that went to the national championship. So yep. I, don't, I don't think they can really hang their, you know, hang their heads at all. They had, a, they had a great season. They still got to the Elite Eight. Um, and then... The, you know, in the national championship, Virginia shot 45% against them. But yeah, still, you know, hats off to Texas Tech, too, for a magical run. It's uh, It was tough to see the Zags um, lose to them the way they did. And, you know, there's going to be brighter days ahead for a lot of those guys. I yeah. think Rui Hachimura just uh, yep. uh, announced here, I think this last week, that he's entering the draft. So that'll be awesome. And I believe he's probably going to be a top 10 pick if not higher than that yeah trev's got him at top 10 so that and you think of chicago yeah maybe right around there like five or six to chicago um you know it's all about based on team needs right right so i don't follow a lot of the team needs when it comes to the nba yeah (laughs) i guess it's all about scoring which Rui does a lot of well yeah um but yeah i think he'll he'll be somewhere in there at least the last time I looked, maybe he's dropped out of the top ten since then. But I think I think he's a top ten prospect. No problem. No problem. That leads us right into the NBA. Do you want? Should we just yeah cruise to the NBA, dude? Uh, <clears throat> in the East, I, I I'm glad this happened. I'm glad Boston is doing this. I'm glad they're not struggling through the first round. Yeah, the divisional round of the playoffs. Right? Is that what it's called right now? The divisional divisional round. round. Yeah. Yeah. So Boston Kyrie's looking silky smooth. Yeah, they look um, great. Everybody three nothing. Yeah, they're just they're cruising, and yeah. so it'd be beautiful to make get them make quick work of that first series. Yeah, and, and then, I saw the Bucks had a big win tonight too. Dude, they they're up. Dominant. They're up three nothing. Yeah. So the East is looking pretty clear, and that's what we called. Yeah. And now I still don't know if there's like if Boston and Milwaukee might have to meet at some point before the Eastern Conference Championship. Warriors messing around with the Clippers and yeah. Durant's like getting emotional and then he tears it up and right. So as of now he's tearing it up, but they they dropped one of those games at home, right? To the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. Kind of messing around in the first round. The first round's supposed to be your like everybody's supposed to be getting in gear for the playoffs. Like you catch your stride. You totally. know what I mean? You know, it's it just like San Antonio's tied two two with yep. Utah. There you go. You know? I think we talked about that maybe a couple episodes ago. Where isn't isn't San Antonio a sneaky seven seed? Like yeah. they're sneaky. So keep your eyes out for that because that yeah, watch that series that, for sure. Watch that series for sure because who knows? Like Spurs could maybe the Spurs make a little bit of a run. They always play team ball. So yeah, they when it's a good coach, you don't ever count that team out. Exactly. The guy's been there before. He knows yeah. what to do. Yeah, that's why if LeBron's not playing in his prime anymore, he needs a better coach. You know, yeah. OKC. What was the final of that score? That final last day. Uh, OKC won. Yeah, that's right. 
which they're at home, so Portland must have stole one. Mm-hmm. Or did Portland, well, Portland was up to nothing, weren't two, they? Okay, so I mean, really, okay. See, and Russell Westbrook talking so much crap, and him and Dame Lillard are just going at it. Well, you want to know why? Why? Because Stephen Adams looks like Call Drogo. Because <laughs> Game of Thrones started. Because Game of Thrones started. And Call Drogo's back. Like, if Stephen Adams wasn't an NBA player, let's be honest, he'd be Call Drogo. Yeah. Probably Jason. Oh, probably Jason Momoa's, like, best friend. Dude, they are buds. For sure. Is uh Adams, where's he from? Dude, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you off the top of my Probably like something like Central Michigan or something like that, you know, like just balled out in college at like some, you know, smaller school. Yeah. Still a D1 school. Right. But like a smaller. Let's look it up. Pull it up right now. Close game alert. Rockets trail jazz 76-74 at the start of the fourth quarter. James Harden, eight New points. Zealand. I eight points. Oh, what? He's he's got eight points and he's zero for fourteen from the field. <laughs> he's been fouled, and that's the only way he's had his points. Like yeah. you were talking about, man. I was. I'm tired of this MVP stuff. And then, then you get to the playoffs. Then they get to the playoffs. Cast or a team. Yeah. Everybody's been watching James Harden shoot the ball for the last. Games. Did you see that whole thing this last week? Real quick. Yeah, go for it. When they were interviewing Harden, when, and, and they didn't, he, they weren't asking CP3 any questions. So CP3 just oh, got I up in the, see that. Yeah. just got yeah, up in the middle of that. Get out of the. I'm just gonna leave the interview. They, they're probably so annoyed at that stuff. I mean, right? And and the media wants to talk to you, and then they don't ask you any questions. It's yeah. like, well, why am I here? Why am I here? But they'll talk about him leaving. Oh, he's from New Zealand. No wonder. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's man. where Jason, Jason Momoa is from New Zealand, right? University or, of Pittsburgh, Notre Dame. Rip, Notre Dame. No, well, you know, New Zealand, Australian, yeah. Hawaiian. Like, yeah. They all kind of have like a... Islander. Well, yeah, they have the same sort of like... I, I don't know. I just noticed that they support each other. You know what I mean? Right. They have right. support for each other. They all like... It's no wonder he looks just like him. They're from the same area. Like, if Max Holloway and Robert Whitaker were on Embedded together, like, they'd get along just great, you know? Yeah, totally. But, um, Momoa, he's a funny dude. I like him a lot. That Aquaman movie was funny as hell. I haven't seen it yet. It's hilarious. I like that. I like that dude. I think he's a funny guy. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram, and he, he's always doing something zany, like climbing a rock wall or riding motorcycles. My, uh... Sister went through uh, TSA security with Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah? In Australia. And he yeah. seems like he's just a super nice guy. Yeah, and at first she was like, who is this massive man that's got his hood up and, like, sunglasses on? And then she was like, well, I'm in Australia. Let me piece this together. Holy shit, that's Jason Momoa. And then she, like, took a picture and sent it to me, and she's like, I'm standing right behind Jason Momoa in TSA security. Like, what are you, the paparazzi now? Or <laughs> just like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. She's in Thailand. Right now? My sister, yeah, she's just yeah, cool. Way more, way more cultured than I am. <sighs> As he slugs a beer. <sighs> we're, drink, we're having a couple of brews for this one because it's a Saturday night and 
It's been a month. Yeah. And, and it's Easter Sunday tomorrow. Right. And it's just been a long month already. So, yeah. Anyways, I I don't drink many beers midweek. So when I Saturday and Friday rolled around, it's like I need a beer. So, <laughs> um, all right. Circling back to, to the, the playoffs. NBA playoffs, I have a quick question for you. Go for it. If you could pick one team that's in the playoffs right now, yep. you got a dark horse that you got to, you're like, I think that they can mix things up, maybe make a run. For both conferences? Yeah, if you want to do it for both, you can. Okay. Uh, I think that, like, okay, so here's, here's the parameters they've got to be five or lower. Okay. Five seed or lower, and have you think that they can get to the conference finals? I already know who you're going to pick in the West. Okay, I guess it's got to be the Thunder. Yeah. Okay. In the West, and then on in the East. Whoever you pick, it won't matter. <laughs> I know. Right? What's the the Sixer series is Sixers Nets? Yeah. Philly leads Philly three leads one. Three yeah. one still. Toronto. There's no nobody's. I guess I can't pick anybody well, in the East. Maybe maybe the Magic. You could pick the Magic. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, yeah, if I have to pick with somebody, I guess I pick the Magic for sure. Yeah, that's the East is pretty clear. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's clear. Uh, what about you? Where would you go on the West? Yeah, OKC. I think you'd have to. Well, let me see it again. Five or below. You go with your Spurs, right? If they can pull it off against the Jazz. Yeah. I take that back. I think if the if the Spurs can knock off the Nuggets, sorry, what did I what did, did I say Jazz earlier? Maybe, yeah, I maybe I'm wrong. I might, I might have stayed. No, I could have been wrong, dude. Yeah, I think that if they can if they can uh, knock off the Nuggets, then they might be able to hang tough with everybody else and maybe make a run to the conference finals. I mean, that's that's tied. Yeah. All right. So who's gonna win it all? I'm going with Boston, dude. I think they're going to go miracle run and just win. Win, 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 win. Somehow, some way. I'm betting with my heart on that. I know already. I know you are too. But it's kind of funny because I don't necessarily disagree that that... If they play the way they've been playing. Yeah, it couldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, how would you bet against them when they're just the... Are they one of the only teams that's 3-0? Uh, there's one. Uh, no, the Bucks. Milwaukee, right? That Bucks. That Bucks series is gonna be a seven game series. <sighs> if they if they meet, it will be a seven game series. Oh man, which Milwaukee will have the advantage because they'll have four home games. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's not to say that the Celtics can't steal a game in Milwaukee. I believe that. You got, if you do it, you have to do it in the, in the very beginning. Like that's why it was so crazy when Cleveland playing the Warriors. They LeBron was last year there. They could have been up two zero, right? Going back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. I mean, it's neither here nor there. We don't have to go back four, five, decade, whatever. How many years ago it was? Two years ago, three years ago, one year ago. <laughs> but it's funny that we're talking about LeBron and he's not even playing. I know. Right now. You know. He just commands so much. It's the first time attention. in nine years, right? Something like that. I think, yeah, not the low end, it's the lowest estimate, but you're right. It's been a long time, man. You got a little note here about 
Warriors Without Cousins. Yeah. And then you, I was supposed to check on that. Yeah, so obviously we know adding DeMarcus Cousins was a huge add. And he's played really, really well since he came back from injury, but now he's injured again. Apparently he tore his quad. Is that what happened? Yeah. MRI, MRI not, is in. Not good. Yeah. Uh, Season ending is what uh, it sounds like. Yeah. But we know that the Warriors have won a national, or not a national championship, but an NBA championship without DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, it's a blow, though. You know, like that's kind of, yeah, that was kind of one brutal. of those, when they added him and he came back from injury and started falling out of control, like it was like, okay, they now they have a center, power forward, center, whatever you want to call him. He can, yeah, he can shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh <laughs> I was like they've got it covered like they're even at 57 and 25 or whatever their record was at the end of the season and it's like they're going to I mean they're gonna who's, who's going to beat who's who's going to beat them? Well, if we were talking to LeBron earlier, his face when he found out that they signed him. Like, really? Right. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's unfortunate that uh Yeah. But I still think that they can They've been able to put it together without him. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They're looking good now. If Durant wasn't letting Patrick Beverly get in his head in that second game, it would be <laughs> fine. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Mariners. Yeah, man. Last time we talked about everybody who had left yeah. and everybody who had, you know, replaced those superstars that have left. Yep. And the Mariners start off twelve and two, just hell yeah, hottest team in baseball, man. And then they cooled off very, very, very quickly. Came back down to reality. I think they got the win last night. We should actually pull that up right now and yep. see if they are. I believe that. Yeah, the game should be ending here shortly. Like, be interested to know uh, what the uh, score is, or did it already end? Six five final. Six five final. We're still first in the AL West. 16 and 8. Well, hell yeah. That was after we dropped six in a row. (laughs) Nice. Right? Dang. Yeah. Ah, I should have had you you pulled this up too, but I I, I think I know the stat. I believe they tied the record or became the um, team with the most home runs in a certain amount of games to start the season. I saw that. You're right on that. I saw that stat. Was it through the first 14? They continued it through the first 20, I believe. Which is just a fun stat. That makes people fans. Oh, yeah. They were just cranking bombs, dude. And they got guys that can do it. Pretty exciting, actually, because... It's probably fun to watch. I haven't watched the game yet. Yeah. Which I'm sorry. No. You... Typically, here's Mariners baseball. When you have the pitching staff, you don't have run support. When you have run support, you don't have the pitching staff. Right now, they kind of had the run support and sort of had the pitching staff. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. Always going to be an optimist, but yes. I, uh, I'm, s- right. I'm still going to stand by what I said in the uh, last episode and say, I don't think we can win the division, <laughs> but... Have some we can we can them. we we can be competitive. Yeah. And shoot, if they do 
put that together, I will be so happy. I mean, I'm pulling, I'm true to the blue and pulling for them every day, but I'm also a realist. They're going to need to make some moves at the trade deadline if they're still, you know, sitting up there at first or second come June, which is July. Actually, July. Yeah, July, August. Okay. When do playoffs start for MLB? Oh, October. Okay. Lots of time. Yeah. All right. So, moving right along. Big news if you're a Seahawks fan. Russ. Got paid. Get paid. $140 million. You're loud. That's a lot of Four years. Four years, dude. $65 million signing bonus with 107 in total guaranteed. $107 million. What does that mean, Trev, when they say total guaranteed money? So the contract's $140 mil. Well, the rest is like incentives and stuff. Okay. So if you like, you know, it's all based on performance. performance. You get us to this. You statistically... Pro Bowl, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's all incentive stuff. Which is uh, ironically, that's how Richard Sherman accidentally negotiated himself into a poor contract this year with or last year with the Niners because he didn't hit any of his incentives. He ended up making nothing. Well, for his caliber, right? Wouldn't say nothing, but anyways, you're saying so. Any and New York Giants rumors and all that crap. Is yeah, no it essentially puts question. that to rest, um, which is awesome. And he was saying what we've we've kind of suspected all along. He wants to be a one franchise player. Yeah, he's already yeah. said that. He's got the Sonics, the old school Sonics jacket on. Right. You know, and I, I think I mean like go for it. We're into conspiracies a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Time, you know, time to time. I think the whole, I think it was just a facade about the whole Ciara wanting to be in New York and pursue her music career. They would have been more. I think that was just to leverage the fact yep. that they really did want to be in Seattle. They just wanted to make sure that, unlike Earl, unlike Sherm, you know, some of the guys that we didn't give big money contracts to. But I, I really do think that at the end of the day, I mean, what was he going to say? Go Giants? Yeah, you know, he can't. At the end, do the, that. At the end, like his. That whole the whole Go Hawks thing after yep. everything he's you know every interview he's ever done like it just kind of goes maybe that's maybe they said well that's a Russell Wilson like just sign yeah okay well can you do that with every team though because it started with Hawks it did. and he won a Super Bowl with that team yep so and you you get heavily involved in the community there and you you I mean he's bought into Seattle and he's rep Seattle hard you yeah just like. You don't just do that with the city and then go take the next biggest as much money as you can. Right. Now, Russell's the highest paid NFL player in the league. Right. Which I wanted to ask you, is he worth being the highest? I mean, yeah, I man. know we're biased. He's our quarterback. But, I mean, who's better than Russell Wilson right now? Who's worth more money to you? I mean, if we're like for, like for, from a quarterback standpoint. Sure. I mean, it'd be, a, it'd be hard to... Okay, I'm not gonna give Tom Brady the Russell Wilson contract that he just no, got because right. he's aging. Yeah, but like if you're talking from a, like a talent standpoint, like and production, I mean Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Whether you love him or hate him, is he the greatest of all time? Because he's had the greatest coach of all time. I think he's. Does Tom I, Brady is he that good of a quarterback without a coach drawing up scheme for him since he was a, a babe? 
Well, he's had different offensive coordinators since that's, he's been there. Yeah, McDaniels true. has been awesome, but yeah, he's had different offensive coordinators since he's started. There. Belichick gives he's he. Be- don't get me wrong, Belichick's up there too with being, you know, responsible, the greatest NFL coach of all time. Right? Yeah, absolutely. From a success standpoint, uh, yeah, no one's no one's taking that away from him. Sure. I still think, even with like down years, I still think Rogers is. You know. See, I, I'm. I think he's a. I think he's a freaking. I think he's a locker room, cancer now. Yeah. I don't know. It just. He he's had now. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, we said Rogers. For those of you that are casual yeah. listeners, Aaron Rodgers that are still learning Bay. sports, Aaron he's, Rodgers, he's Green been Bay. the man there forever. Yeah, and he is the man. I'm not saying that, but I don't know. I think he's past. It's past the years he can go. I think he needed a good. So I'm interested to see what happens this year because they've yeah. got a great young mind. Yeah. As their head coach, who was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, work, oh, cool. working with Marcus Mariota, who's, you know, well, Tennessee's had a bit. offense was tearing it up there a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I they they say that this they they equate. They kind of think that this guy, oh, and I think this guy actually was with, yeah, Matt LaFleur. And I'm pretty sure Matt LaFleur was um, Sean McVay's offensive coordinator two seasons ago. Let's double check that. In- LA Rams. That's why we started a podcast with you, Trev, right there. <laughs> Sportopedia. Hold on. Scroll back up. I thought I saw something crazy real. So great young mind. Yeah. Coach with McVay, who's. Arguably the best young coach in football. Yeah, guys, team the yes, Super Bowl this right. year. No, he's he's got a great future. So I I, I think that uh, maybe that's what Aaron needs. He needs a young mind. You're right. You know, and I, I it could be the you know, the Packers will still contend without a yeah. doubt. Even with the Bears getting better. Yeah. And even with the Vikings still being a you know solid team. Middle, yeah. You can't sleep on them. No, not at all. All right, so your your point, your question of how will this affect resigning or Russell Wilson's contract? How will it affect resigning to Bobby Wagner, Frank Clark, and Jaron Reed? Jaron Reed, yeah, Jaron Reed. Sorry, no, you're good. Um, I think a lot of people were concerned about the whole. Well, we're putting all of, you know, there, I, I saw a lot of immediate like social media posts. I can't believe we gave him all this money, like. We're not going to be able to sign anybody else. We're putting all our eggs in one basket about, you know, Russell Wilson getting this huge contract. But uh, it sounds like, and, and from what I can gather, it's not necessarily going to affect, like, whether we sign Frank Clark long-term, whether we sign Bobby Wagner long-term. Now, what they don't talk about, and this is also probably more of the concern because I think we will lock Bob, we'll lock up Bobby. I would be surprised if we don't. Absolutely. We'll uh we'll lock up Frank Clark unless he, you know, they they want some they want Those are going to be the foundation Russell, Bobby and Frank Clark will yeah. probably be the foundational guys moving forward. They're right? the vets. No. They're the vets. And but what this article doesn't talk about is like Jaron Reed who is an unrestricted free agent this next year, the guy had ten and a half sacks, I think, as a defensive tackle. 
So interior guy who's typically just, I'm there to run stuff, but just, you know, and just disrupt, but he's sacking the quarterback 10 plus times. He does that again this year. He's going to command probably max D tackle money. That's where I get a little more worried about, worried about it because, okay, well, now do they say, well, you know, we've always been high on D line guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to give Frank Clark and Jaron Reed the money, but Bobby, Hey man, you've been the best line linebacker. You know, that's where I get a little more worried about it because those are, I want to keep Jaron Reed like that to me, that position to me is equally as important as Frank Clark on the edge. See, so I, if you're asking me personally, if I'm a coach running a team, I'm going to take an interior guy. If you find a top tier interior guy in the draft, yeah, he's and he's yours. You can get a DN anywhere, everywhere. Well, yeah, and they're so good at finding DNs right. that they can fill and that have speed. Like Deion Jordan was a perfect example. Like first round draft pick, kind of busted in Miami. Seattle gave him a shot. You know, and it worked, he, out. And it worked out. He or, helped. He helped us. He was a. He made us a better team, in a lot of circumstances. Back when we were, uh, you know, 2011, 2012, you got Chris Clemens. You're drafting dudes like Bruce Irvin. Right. Um. Who else was on the end there? They had. Uh, I can't remember them all, but they had essentially four starters. Oh yeah. And that's and part just of the reason we were tearing people yeah, apart with the LOB. Because not only did you have that, you had those people. Fresh legs. On the fresh edge. legs on the edge. And then you had Bobby and KJ right there in the middle, proving themselves. Yeah. Young and hungry. And that, and then on top of that, you have the LOB just dominating the sky. So yeah. it's like, no, that's why they were so dominant. That's why it was the best defense over and over and over and over. Five years in a row, yeah. ranked the top five and all that. Like they're, that's, they, Seahawks are, they have the defensive game especially the D-line, pretty much figured, in my opinion. Like, have, have you ever really, since they've got here, like, they've just had the DM position sorted. Yeah. And they know how to draft, and they know how to trade, and they know how to give people shots. It's interesting to see, like, what they might do in the draft with that edge position specifically, or, like, right. the end position. Because right now they're slated to start Quentin Jefferson as their, like, other side of Frank Clark and okay. who's not bad, right? Not bad at all, but I could totally see them, you know, in the first round, even though we know, well, Seattle always trades back, try to get more picks. And this year, I believe that to be true for sure, because we only have yes. like what four, I think yeah, four or five total. So they're going to want to, you know, move back if they can, they might move back twice, you know, it, yeah, um, if they can surprising. find it, you know, if they still feel like the guy that they want is there. Um, but they have needs, too. Like, we know that Doug Baldwin is banged up, man. Banged up. He's requiring more surgeries. There's been, like, you know, the whole speculation of, well, is he just going to retire, you know? And we, shit, I think we owe him $9 million or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's one of those, like, cuttable contracts if it's... Yeah. He's not going to be fully healthy, fully playing healthy. Yeah. games yeah. at the top level. Yeah. So, but he might not. I mean, who knows? He might go completely through training camp and preseason, you know, on the pup list. Right. 
you know, and then get tossed on IR because they can't they can't release him if you know he's injured. Right. You know, like that. So unless the doctor would, I believe it's if the doctor clears him to play and he said he can't. <laughs> that's okay. when they, that's, that's when the they, technic- yeah that's when the technicalities kick in. Interesting. But I'm sure like that's where you seek a second opinion of another doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it probably gets really, yeah, a lot, a lot of, yeah, weird. Oh, the business. The business, the business, the business. I'm excited to see what happens here in the draft. I think it's next weekend, Oh, right? yeah, that's what you wanted to talk about a little bit. Your predictions for the draft. Yeah, the yeah. draft's coming up. Yeah, so. It'll be over. They're going to address. They'll, they'll pro- so if I had to guess three areas they're going to address, they're going to address O-line, D-line. I would hope. But I also wouldn't be surprised to see him draft a wide receiver early. Okay. And you, they, and they, yeah. So, um, one of the, like the top, he's a top five prospect. Nikhil Harry out of Arizona state, um, is one of their invites for workouts prior to the draft or he has, he's been one of their workouts. I guess invites prior to the draft. Um, dude has incredible like jump up, go and get the ball body skills. Um, could be an awesome like big target slot guy. And from what I can understand, just look reading a little bit about him as a prospect, uh, I think he's pretty good in run support. Mm-hmm. So and knowing, big dude. No, yeah, big dude, six two, two twenty eight. Um, so he's able, you know, and we know that the, we know that the Hawks like to to run the ball. So I wouldn't right. be surprised to see, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that Seattle has invited him for a workout. And I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to see if he's there on like day two, then, you know, make a splash and he's the Snack. next, he's yeah. the next part of the next wide receiver uh, that's wearing blue and green. Rebuild. Yeah. Post Baldwin, the follow up locket. That's legit. All right, hockey's draft. We'll be talking about draft probably next time we record an episode. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, real quick, we want to chat about Tiger. Oh, yeah, we have to pay homage. Because it's just an amazing comeback. What an amazing comeback. Um, So much has happened since we last talked, man. I know, dude. Tiger Woods won the Masters. The Masters. Last where, weekend. Where did they play the Masters at? Augusta. Augusta. Yeah, Augusta National. In Georgia. In Georgia, and that's the one where they get a green jacket, right? That's where they get the green jacket. Tiger um, is now just three majors short of Jack Nicklaus all okay. time. Be interesting to see if he gets there. Um, You know, shoot. Did the stars I, just align? Yeah, this? this is this is an incredible story, man. I mean, regardless of how you feel about like all the off course issues that came to came off to, the green came, issues, yeah, off the green off the green issues that came to be, um, and the you know the injuries too. Like the yeah. guys, the guy's been banged up for like so long, and to go out there and I was watching it on Saturday, and I'm like. He, I think he finished. I, I can't remember for sure, but I think he finished in the lead that day. And I was like, he, he's gonna win it, like, you know. 
you know, you don't usually feel that way when I'm talking about Tiger. Yeah. Like, not anymore. Yeah. You just can't because, well, he might tweak his back on day two and, yeah, you know, it just doesn't put together the round that he needs the next day. And then it's just kind of out of contention. But, um, man, exciting day for Tiger. Exciting day for golf. Um, Lots of attention. A lot of attention. Um, and, uh, It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like I'm, I think you he's, say he's only I, three away. Yeah, he's, he's only, only three. three he's only three away. But if he gets one more, then I think people will start going. Nuts well, and that's it. the thing about this is like it's a momentum thing, right? Yeah, he could go this whole year just playing lights out golf. Maybe he wins two more majors, and then all he has to do is win one and tie him. Yep. Um, but yeah, what an incredible story. That's awesome. Yeah, everybody was Big Cat wins the Masters. Yeah, Big Cat is the Trev title. The notes. It's hilarious. Trev had the notes this time. It was awesome. And NHL playoffs. New, a new uh, bit. Yeah, man. And I'm so, you, have you been, you haven't been watching this, huh? No, but I want to get better about you, NHL. You've, you've got, okay. So you got to turn, me. just turn a game. Okay. Okay. It's probably going to take about eh, two and a half hours of your time, <laughs> right? But, dude, I'm telling you, there is nothing, there is no professional sport that has the intensity that playoff hockey has. It's okay. that why? Unreal. I've known this for a while, but I don't think I really came to appreciate it until, hmm, Two or three nights ago. Okay. I was watching the Calgary Flames, Colorado Avalanche game. The Avalanche were up in the series uh, 2-1. Mind you, Calgary is the number one seed. Colorado is obviously the eighth seed. Calgary goes up in this game 2-0. I believe it was 2-1 at the end of the second period. And... And you could even pull it up if you wanted to. We could go look at that specific game. They won 3-2. In overtime, I believe. Scroll up. But, uh... Yeah, 3-2. Overtime. Yeah, overtime. You can click on that. I'm curious if I was right. Was it Was it 2-1 at the end of the second? No, it was one nothing. <laughs> Yeah, so it was one nothing at the end of the second, and then two nothing flames. Colorado comes back, ties it. Colorado's home ice this is in Denver. Oh, God. They were already up in the series two one, so they stole a game, I believe, in uh, Calgary. Because Calgary obviously started the season at home here, yep. being the one seed. This game was so intense, dude. I, I, I mean, it went to overtime, right? It had me on the edge of my seat from 8.30 at night until about 11. Well, 10.30. Whenever overtime ends. These guys fly around on this ice rink at an incredible pace. It's just... I guess you just really, really, really have to... I gained a, an appreciation for hockey that night that I hadn't had in the past, and I like. I yeah, love you already watching. were there. I was already there, but yeah. I gained more. I'm, a, I'm already a fan. 
and then scroll down. <laughs> so it sends the series back to Calgary. Naturally, you know, this is a do or die because Colorado is up 3-1 in the series. Right, yeah. So you'd think, eh, Calgary probably going to put up a really, really, really good fight. Nope. It was 2-1 at the end of the first. Colorado takes, this was last night, I believe, takes game five. Yeah, yesterday. Here's what's interesting about this. I'm trying to bring it all together. This was a one and an eight seed. Right. The Tampa Bay Lightning in the yeah. East okay. got swept by the eight seed. Oh, dang. Columbus in four games. The Lightning were light years ahead from a point standpoint over anybody in the NHL throughout the season. Best team in hockey. Actually, there's a Spokane native that plays for Tampa Bay. There was a Spokane native that plays for uh, the the, the Flames, too. I felt kind of bad for him because he's got an awesome story in how he got to the NHL. His name's Derek Ryan. Yeah. And he got to the NHL at the age of like 29. Okay. Hockey is a sport that you start at a very young age and like you get drafted at a pretty young age. He put in his, he had to put in some work, man. He went to Europe and got like, finally got noticed. Grinder, dude. Really cool story. That's awesome. Good for him, man. Yeah. But um, it's the first time in the history of the NHL where both one seeds have gone out in the first that's round. Awesome. And that's the difference between the NHL yeah. and the NBA. Yep. Where where the like, eight seeds are just teams wound. teams can get hot. Teams yeah. can get hot. And like in the NBA, teams are how often does that happen? We talked about that one series with the Warriors yeah. in tw- 2007, 2008, where the eight seed knocked off the one seed. This can happen any but this is the first time ever where the ones got knocked off. I just thought in both, it, conferences. I, in both conferences, I thought it was incredible. Yeah. So that's, it's for like the playoffs. That's just the crazy narrative for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. It'd be like, I don't can't really talk about it. In the NFL, NFL sense, because the NFC is always, you know, you got your teams that are good, but there's not a team in the NFC. That's like the Patriots. Right. But if there was, if there was, It'd be like the Patriots and that X team. Wild card team. Yeah, that team, whoever we're talking about, yeah. went out. That'd be wild. It'd be Everyone crazy. would be like, oh my gosh, the Pats aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. Well, isn't that what the Giants did to the Pats that one year when they weren't even supposed to be there? They were a wild card and had to go win on the road all the way to the Super Bowl, and then they yeah. won. Isn't that? Yeah, and they... Correct, correct? Um, I, Funny story here. I have a little note on that. Uh, yeah. I love um, it. That was the year that David Tyree caught the ball on his head, right? Okay. Yeah. That the, was that big bomb yeah, that, you know, yeah. Eli like was supposed to get sacked a couple times and spun and out just and, like, <laughs> and just chucked it up. Prayer. Guy catches it on the back of his head or his helmet. Yeah. Um, What was the name of the play? 76 Union Y Sale was the play call of that play. You knew that? I found that out. Yeah. But I'm just certain, like, 
I just remembered it right now. That's awesome. 76 Union Y Sale was the name of that play call, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Where you at, Belichick? Yeah, where you at, Bill? That's um, Bill. <laughs> As my father-in-law would say, that's Bill with two L's. Um, that's awesome about the NHL and how the playoffs are that dynamic right now. That's, that's really cool. I'll tell you what, that Colorado front line, uh, Nathan McKinnon, first of all, is arguably one of the top three players in the world. And I don't know hockey like a lot of people know hockey, but I'm just saying I think the guy's wrists are faster than his brain. The guy's in, incredibly talented. I, it's insane, and he's fast. He's fast. He, he just got a. He's just. He's everything, man. He's. I wouldn't be surprised if the Avs make a run here, get to the conference champion championship, and even the Stanley Cup. I would not be surprised if the eight seed goes and represents. And that's the cool thing about hockey, man. Yep. Is like it could be. Yeah, you might have the dominant one seed that was there all along, but it's all about a team that gets hot and just starts playing Momentum, gel, they right. gel at the right time. Yes. And baseball is kind of similar to that, too. You've seen wild card teams go for runs, and you've seen it in other sports, too, but it's just not, not as prevalent. Like, yes. It's yeah. not as prevalent. That's what's, cool. That's what's cool like about it. Um, so, yeah. It's cool. All right. Speaking of, yeah. Yeah. So uh UFC I put a mark in, I'll cut all that. UFC a lot of a lot of fun stuff. We just had a cool UFC card two thirty six last weekend. Awesome card. Amazing card. We had two Wish I could have watched most of it. Live. Yeah, we were watching it live and it was fantastic. Adesanya Who'd you watch it with? Went to Oh nice. Damn it. Yeah. It I really fun. wanted to go over there and check out his new apartment. Yeah, it was great. Great fights, great time. And uh, he's all set up for it, so it was just comfortable. Sweet. Yeah, and uh, Adesanya and Gastelum had an absolute battle. I think they gained a lot of fans. If you didn't like Kelvin or you didn't like Israel before, you probably like one of them now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Holloway and Poirier beat the crap out of each other as well, too, with Poirier taking big. the decision. Yeah. Called that one. Which is why we, yeah, and you picked that, which is. Diamonds amazing. are forever. That was a good pick, man. Max is all of our favorite fighter. We yeah, dude. It was, it was, it was, you know, I, look, I love Blessed Era, man, but I just had a weird feeling about the night. I had a weird feeling about the power, right? You, you know, he, that's his kind of natural weight, but when you're going down, you know, like, it's different hitting a guy that's at 155 yep. than hitting a guy that's a 145. Yeah. You know, and Max is a big 145 guy, right? So he packs that power over guys that are, you know, slightly one smaller. We are slightly smaller that, you know, fight, fight at 45. And Max is not like a shredded dude. No. You know what I mean? He's just a fit. He's just, like, a he's lean. just fit, lean, you know, like you just naturally, he's naturally, he's a naturally gifted athlete. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, he doesn't have to do a thousand push-ups to look just absolutely shredded. 
No. But that was the difference too. And I looked, I'm like, dude, Poirier just looks so bigger and yeah. like the muscle definition is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the and, shoulders. In the shoulders. The back, yeah. And the, the power was just the difference, man. You That's know, what, like um, yeah. he busted Max up, dude. It was like when you could tell when Max got hit, like he realized very quickly, like, oh, this is not the same as yeah. hit featherweight. Yeah, but like I feel bigger. he still held that like just Hawaiian pride, like, hey buddy, yeah. keep coming. You know, like yeah, you're gonna have to do a hell yeah, yeah, we got another five rounds of this. I've never been out like you know, and that was the thing that I started to like when I was watching the fight, even though I already knew the outcome because I had to go back and watch it. I didn't get to watch it live with you guys. Dustin just gassed those last two rounds. And yeah, yeah. Max was gassed too, but Max is used to being going five rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and Taryn guys, you know, he'll, he'll beat him up for five rounds if he has to. He'll, like his, his stamina is there. And I kind of felt I was like, man, if we were giving it another round or another two rounds, yeah, even though he, even though Max was so busted up at that point, still though, Poirier did he did hug him at the end for the last minute and a half of the fifth, right? And uh, when Max wanted to like throw hands at the very end, he wanted nothing of that. Yeah, you know he wasn't gonna chance it because he'd already seen that nothing, he nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but you know because what you're probably what you're about to say is he sees what happens when you do stupid stuff, right? Like that. Right. But at the end of the day, some people think Max won that fight. That's but interesting because I was going to ask you about that. Being a huge, huge, like he's your favorite fighter. Do you feel that? I think if you do three rounds, if you do the first three rounds like that, and then you filter off or you pilfer down from that, mm-hmm. I think you still win that fight. Because at a three out of five rounds, you still dominate. Did you dominate five out of five? No. Yeah. But does that is that do you need to win five rounds to win the fight? No. I mean, I feel like he looked from the beginning to the I, end. I, I kind of felt like there was the only gas w- tank came in. That's right. the factor where it is. Like, right. Oh, he clearly can't go as there, long. There, there, yeah. And there was one. I guess I thought that like there was only one round where I was like, okay, that was Max's round for sure. And I think it actually might have been the second because he came out composed. And he just, but then at the end of the second, you remember what happened is Poirier piled it on. Mm. And, but it was very, it was a, it was a short flurry right before like the bell. Yeah. You know? I think I do remember that. And was like, man, that bell couldn't have come any sooner. Yes. Because like it had, he had, he teed off on him for another 10, 15 seconds. They might've given him the the, the round for sure. Yeah. But I think that that round might've gone to Matt. I so, think it was the second. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, it, we'll fact check. I, we'll go back and watch. It's a fight I want to. We should rewatch both of those. Yeah, we'll rewatch. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were great. Everybody else should go watch those fights too. Yeah. If you don't like MMA, I mean, those you can't. It was ask. a war. Yeah, both were wars. Yeah. I still haven't got. I've only seen the highlights of Adesanya and Gaslam. It looked incredible. It was amazing. I, I haven't. I haven't had the opportunity to find it. We should watch screen. that right after this. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll do. Well, if, if, if yeah, no, I'm good. I'm here, man. But then the next main card, UFC 237. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doug Rose. So Rose is the only, she's going in, putting her belt on the line in Brazil. Where Jessica Andrade is from, right? Yeah. Yeah. Andrade is from Brazil. So you got uh, Nama Nunez and Andrade for the main event. 
Jared Cannonier and Anderson Silva. Which Anderson Silva's Brazil. Then you got um, Jose Aldo and under Alex Vol. Alex Volkanovski. Is it yeah. Alex Volkanovski? Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, who Aldo is also from Brazil, so it's like it would it's be a, Brazil a tough card. card to go into and not be Brazilian. At. Oh yeah, Thiago Alves, Alves and Francisco Chonaldo. Actually, they both might be Brazilian. Is Francis is Chonaldo? Yes, he's Brazilian. Yes, right? Chonaldo. He's a tough dude. Then he didn't he get pop. I would not be surprised. He looks. He's. He's 40 years old, and he looks like he has the body of a 30-year-old, so I would not be surprised. What uh, gym does he fight out of? Sometimes we can tell. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't say. Sometimes we can tell if uh, he's, just based on his gym, if he's uh, taking roids. After TJ popped, man, it's, to me, it's very simple. If you look at, and was even talking about this, the like steroid gut, because mm-hmm. you're like, your abs and your, your, or he says your organs are getting bigger. So it's yeah. Everything out. Yeah. But you're so yoked that now it's pushing these muscles out and you see more, even more definition than like your yoke and you see more definition. Right. So now when you look at somebody like, and I remember in our text chain, we were talking about this, like, no, none of us were surprised. No. Well, and remember, we talked about this almost maybe a year and a half, two years ago. When you first beat Cody. Because you and me both picked him, and then, but we were like... Yeah, no, brought it up. With the, oh, with the... um, He's like, because, the, because, no, because even back then, there was an interview where Cody Garbrandt said, I think that TJ will do anything he can to get ahead. This is he, would, he would do, he's the type of person that would do anything he could to get ahead. Even blatantly cheat. Or like, or just self that it's okay because to do that, that was the it was the, I think it was referring to like the gym thing, but I think that he, he subcognitively he's like I know that guy's on freaking roids. Yeah, but it but there was a gym thing, you know. Okay, remember TJ and Cody used to fight out of the same gym. Yeah, and I think what Cody was referring to is is he would he would like deceive a teammate or like throw a teammate under the bus just to. You know, whatever he needed to any, be. Any way to be right. Any right. way to win. Yeah. Any way to win. He just looks way too yoked. There's like a, like Max, for example. Like Max, you, like, he just, he doesn't look super ripped, but you can tell he can fight for five rounds. He's strong as an ox and he's going to punch through your skull. Like, like when you look at TJ, or you look at Chad Mendez, or you look at that Trinaldo dude, or you look at Lumbar. Right. That's you're just too ripped. You're too it's too tight. Yeah. Okay? You yeah. just you it's way the muscles are like Paulo Costa, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's no chance that that guy doesn't get popped or soon. Same thing with Yoel if he Romero, if he dude. and I mean yeah, like, Yoel, you just yeah. you just can't. I don't care who you are, like. I mean the mountain from Game of Thrones brings us right back to Game of Thrones. He just had to come out that he took steroids, <laughs> and it's like, are we we shocked? No, no. But like, there is something in kind of like about the confirmation when it's TJ Dillashaw and it's EPO, and you're like, yeah, that sucks that it is true. I mean, but you kind of always are like, you're too yoked. Yeah, I lo- was looking. At Hopefully, a, they write like a Game of Shadows version two. Which was the book that was written about Balco and Barry Bonds and all the oh, steroids okay. in baseball? So they could take another sport or something. Yeah, that'd be sweet. 
I mean, just when you're, well, there's so much money in these industries. Mm-hmm. There's so much money riding on these athletes and all of this stuff. Like, everybody cheats some way, somehow. It kind of makes you wonder about Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson or yeah. Eddie Alvarez. Why are these guys going to one? And what we're getting at here is that one doesn't right. test for steroids, from what I understand. So it's furry game. Because, well, you know, it's a different, you're in a different jurisdiction. Like, you're, what's legal to consume over there as like a supplement or, you know, right. and muscle enhancement, whatever under it is. That commission's yeah, rule. Yeah. Or, yeah, just or under, under the country's rules, too. You know, like, you can get away with a lot of stuff over there in Asia, you know? Yeah. But then I've never been, but. No. Yeah, you can take steroids in some of those countries, but you can't, like, do anything wrong. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't curse. Yeah, don't curse or, like, spit on a sidewalk. Yeah, or litter. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Or, like, handle cash in the open or something. Yeah. You should just maybe not go. <laughs> if I want to come back, I should circle it back. UFC 237 is going to be dope card. Really dope you card. Got a, you got a cool Bellator. Who who you got in each fight of 237 before we, before oh, we okay. switch gears here? I think Andrade is going to absolutely obliterate Rose. <laughs> you thought that too about... I know. I know. You thought that too about... Joanna. Uh, Joanna. I didn't the second and then, time. And then, th- I did, and, and then, I didn't and then, and really then, Thug the just time. beat her up. I didn't the first time. I just didn't pick. Rose. She was mean mugging and straight though. That was a great lead up to that fight. That was a great one. But um, um, Andrade, I'm gonna take Cannoneer, and I'm gonna take Volkanovski. Interesting. I'll take one. You, okay, one Brazilian. Here's here's the deal. Two challenging. If Cannoneer wins, I want to know if the gloves stay in the middle. Of the octagon after that. Why well, explain? What do you mean? It's Brazil. Okay. Anderson hangs it up. Oh. I mean, if he's gonna do it somewhere, if he's gonna do it somewhere, he's gonna do it in his home country, right? That's true. I wonder if he was trying to beat Israel because he just fought Israel out of time. Yeah. And, then he, and he knew did. he knew the Brazil card was up, and he was like. Okay, well, throw someone at me who you don't think can beat me. Yeah. I'll fight him and I'll beat him. And I'll either continue my career or if I don't, I'll go out in the most admirable way I can. In my country. In my home country. That's a good point, man. That's a good point. Yeah. Will be interesting. You got Cannoneer and you got Volkanovski? I think so. Oh, man. I think Aldo's going to murder. Okay. I like it. I don't know, dude. The kid is good. Volkanovski's good. He, he's young, he, right? Yeah, he's young, and he, dude, he has he even lost? He's lost one. This one. Yeah, he's thirty he, versus thirty-two. He's a stud. I don't know if I gave him enough credit. Maybe I'll change that. Let's pick. look at his history. I don't know, dude. Let's look at his history. Well, dude, he just beat up my boy Chad Mendez. You beat up your boy. Took down Elkins, no problem. Well. Good round decision. Jeremy Kennedy was pretty good prospect. Yeah, and he knocked him out About three times in 2018. And he took care of Chad Mendez too. I had to like it was tough for me to admit that, but uh, he just he just beat him. 
You're supposed to He's fight this Michael Quinoa. So he, when was that supposed to? Oh man, I can't even believe he would have gave that guy a shot. He totally deserved Aldo before that. Well, that was in 2017. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I was just looking. So he's yeah, he's been tearing it up. He's been busy too. He's not taking it lightly. He's on track to fight three, four times a year. Yeah, I'm I'm riding that momentum for sure. Jose needs that win. Yeah. He needs well, who's that. he gonna fight after that if he wins? Max again, probably like you were saying, right? They throw Max third time. If he wins, he's like who else? Yeah. Who else is he supposed to fight? You know, because he just took out Jeremy Stevens, which was interesting. Uh, you know what? In featherweight, you put Jose and Frankie Edgar against each other. That'd be a good fight. Didn't Frankie just get beat? But Jose, if Jose loses to Volkanovski, or even if he wins, Frankie lost to. Has he fought since? Um, he beat up Cub Swanson after he lost to. Uh, oh, that's right. Maybe Ryan he's got Ortega. an. Maybe he's got another fight coming up. If too. Jose loses to Alexander Volkanovski, him and Frankie need to fight for a veteran fight. You know. Have they ever fought? I don't know. That would be. I mean, wouldn't you want? I would see think that? they've already done that, and they just haven't. I mean, I would love to see it for sure. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. What the, am I he, talking he, he about? He beat him in a five round. Yeah. Run it back. Yeah. Let well, okay. Click on that more. Let's expand here and let's see what the strike. Oh, holy smokes! That was a close decision, man. Holy smokes! Total strikes. Frankie Edgar, eighty-one of two sixty-seven. He attempted eleven takedowns. Frankie That's did. That's why he lost. Is he didn't he attempted eleven takedowns. Holy smoke! Didn't get one. The striking was so close. Looks like Jose barely edged. Them yeah, out they'll run it. They'll, okay, I'm on board with that. Run it back. Yeah, got to run that back, right? I mean, at first when I saw it, I was like, man, I'm stupid. But that was also three years ago. You know? Yeah. No, they'll uh, they'll most certainly have to. Do. What's Frankie ranked right now? Mm-hmm. If, if he's right. Like it, I'm gonna say, yeah, maybe they would match up like a six and two, but I don't think he's a six. UFC featherweight rankings. Number three, in the featherweight. Number three. Yeah. So yeah, unless for fall- a title eliminator, right? So the winner is fighting Frankie, is what you're saying? I think so. Would Volkanovski automatically go up that far? I think what would happen is he'd probably go to three. Volkanovski would, and Frankie would go to two. And then Frankie might get to fight Max. I think, yeah. I think if Frankie doesn't get to fight Max, like let's say Max injured or something, yeah, I could see them making him fight one more time before he gets to fight Max, even though he already deserved to. Yeah. And he's got to fight the winner of Aldo. Volkanovski, because if Aldo can bounce back on those, because he's only beaten Jeremy Stevens since he's lost to Max twice, right? Right. Like I, I'm forgetting. For some reason, I thought he fought again since then, but like, he really needs two fights minimum. It'd be great to have three before it's like you for sure get another shot. Cause you got, you got yeah. whomped on twice by Max. Yeah. So what do you? What difference do you have for him right now? Really. Right. Need more momentum. I don't know. 
Yeah. But lightweight, featherweight, they're heating up. Yeah, man. And Welter. Mm-hmm. Bellator 221, man. Yep. Big card. Big, big card. Uh, Douglas Lima versus Michael Venom Page. We've got we've got Pitbull fighting Michael Chandler. I think that's Patricio Pitbull Freer. Is that how you say it? Let me look up the card. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Patricio. Which is a um I think that's the first Bellator title versus title fight. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh Patricio is coming up, I believe. Oh, and look at that. Patricio accuses Michael Chandler of doping. Cites TJ Dillashaw connection. Yeah, for sure. He's Michael Chandler is one of those people. He ripped, bro. He is pretty ripped. You look like you look like you have a turtle shell in your stomach. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I was thinking more of like shoulder. Get jacked. It's everywhere. Yeah. There's too much definition, guy. You're a fighter. You're not supposed to be only lifting weights. Yeah. But that'll be an awesome fight. Sorry. Title, title. That's cool. I don't want to start accusing everyone of doing I steroids. Know. <laughs> Dude, the... you know who does steroids? Big country Roy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he does steroids, right? Like, let's be honest. I'm, yeah. I don't. But guy, that guy could knock you to freaking. I would be so terrified to be hit by that. Would you rather be hit by him? Or Alistair Overeem? I mean, neither, but I think I think I might take a Nelson hook over there. Because I think that would just be short and sweet. You'd just be done. <laughs> you'd just be like, yeah. your head would just snap quickly <laughs> to the left or the right, and then yeah. you'd, be, you'd be done. Yeah. Whereas Overeem, I feel like he might like break your face plate you know like mm-hmm. if you really fully mm-hmm. hey dude all that all if you had a perfect connection like the entire orbital caves in or something yeah whereas roy is just gonna perfectly get you on the jaw and snap you snap you to sleep yeah he'll break your jaw though too yeah like Tooth might go when i thought like Nganu had sent over him to freaking hell mm-hmm. Like that was the uppercut from Hades. Yeah. yeah, and they're like 250 pounds each. No problem. Maybe 270. Yeah. I would fly across the room if that happened to me. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. But Bellator 221, huge card. I'm super super excited about it. Um, the It's the welterweight uh, tournament. tournament. Yeah. So whoever wins moves on to the next round of the welterweight tournament. And if Lima wins, right, he'll face Rory. Yeah, if Rory Le- yeah, if Lima if Lima wins, he'll face Rory. If Rory wins, that'll be a rematch of a really good fight. Be great. From was it over a year ago? Two oh, closer to two, probably right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My all my time and years, everything's starting to bleed together. Yeah. But, um, I got a funny story before we skip out of. Uh, well, we're not skipping out of MMA. Trev's got. An, a cool new sub segment we're gonna talk about. Oh, before I get there though. Okay, go ahead. Actually, what were you gonna say? So I was on Twitter and I was the UFC has a card in Canada, not a pay per view, but a regular fight night in Canada. 
And uh, naturally, like what we just talked about with UFC 237, it's in Brazil, so they showcase the fighter from that country pretty much on every fight. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a middleweight fighter, Elias Theoradu or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's called like the main event because he's got long, luxurious hair. and Looks like he's from Hollywood. He's a model. <laughs> and he's he's one of the, he just, I've watched him fight a few times and he has no... He's not got no boxing. Oh yeah, whatsoever. he's he's like this kind of karate, but he's like spiraling it, kicks and like whipping kicks, whipping kicks. Yeah, yeah, like, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. And so, anyways, I he I wins just, decisions somehow. Yes, he pulls decisions, and I just I get sick of that. And so, on Twitter, because it's a good card, um, I should pull it up real quick. But yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. He's the um, co-main event, and so I mean, it's good for him. But I, he's facing uh, Brunson, Derek. Yeah, Derek Brunson. If Derek Brunson's gonna mark him, that's what I said on Twitter. I go, I, I hope I need Derek to redeem himself with the KO, and uh, I'm tired of this model boy winning decisions. <laughs> you said that on yeah. Twitter, yeah, about him. Yeah, did you tweet it at him? Well. Or it was part of like a thread. It was on that post. Okay. And I think I, I don't know how it tagged it or not, but he liked my tweet. After that. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Like, Elias liked it. Yeah. Oh, that's Which great. actually made me kind of like like him more because like, oh, cool. You're not like taking it personal. Yeah. He's weird. trying to. He's just, he's like, you're. He's, he's you're trying to turn fan. a fan into a fan. Exactly. He's like, you're a fan man. and it doesn't bother me. Hell of a marketing like technique. But it was, but. Uh, that's a good card for a fight night. Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah. Oh, while we're on that, before I forget, the third fight that I am probably most excited about, and that's crazy to say because Lima MVP, Pitbull versus Chandler, those are incredible fights that I'm super excited about. My boy making his return to Bellator after about a two-year hiatus, Pat. Patty Mike Curran, one of my favorite fighters of all time. I know that sounds crazy because he fights in Bellator. And he always has. But this guy is so well-rounded. It's crazy, man. He's been in some wars with Daniel Strauss. Saw him in the biggest war with Daniel Strauss and then choked him out with 15 seconds left in the like fifth round. Gnarly, I think it was a guillotine. He's making his return to Bellator against AJ McKee, up-and-comer, prospect undefeated it's gonna be a war dude that's i'm really excited about it opportunity for him i um you know always talk about ring rust i really hope that pat doesn't have that at all okay i hope he's just still pat curran pat curran that i know uh because he's been one one of my favorite fighters uh a mixed martial artist um for quite some time so that's legit man pat if you're listening Knock him out. Good luck, Pat. We're rooting for you on the show, man. I can't wait for Marlon Marais and Henry Cejudo, man. That's going to be a war. Yeah, that is a great fight. That is a great fight. I'm stoked for Marlon, man. I'm stoked for him. He deserves No, he deserves shot. that shot for de- sure. He and Henry it. does, too, for, yeah. like, putting yeah. up with TJ's BS. Yeah. Why well, yeah, do that? All right, here we go. 
Some guys just want to ruin the party for everybody. Some yeah, some guys just need messed up. Oh yeah, I can't this fighting cowboy. Um, that's oh yeah, that's uh, so yeah, it's that's UFC. Be awesome. uh, That'll be a Al and I could totally see Al and Cerrone just beat out. Yeah, UFC five rounds, dude. That's awesome. well, okay, that makes sense. From the party's French, French speaking Canadian. Al? No, Elias. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Akitin? No. Ali, he's Long Island. He, spe- he speaks li- Long Island bro. <laughs> yeah. Long Island Don't bro. you know about Long Island bro? <laughs> Seriously though, like, I actually respect the level of respect that just, you know, having been on the East Coast, traveling over on the East Coast, like, yeah, you just, you kind of just, you know what you can talk about and you know what you can't talk about. You know what right. I mean? No, I, I get it. And in some areas of the country, it's a little more freely, like, speaking, you know? Like, yeah. Not to say that people aren't outspoken on the East Coast at all or, like, Northeast. I'm kind of specifically thinking, like, Northeast. northeast. Not, like, East Coast, but the Northeast. Um, yeah. No, it's interesting. It's interesting to talk about the differences in culture in America. Totally. You don't have to go very Spider-Webs. far. Spiderwebs. <laughs> I know. Spider web. My my tweet to the UFC Ottawa just to, so I can actually say the right thing is I need Brunson to redeem himself and put this model boy down with the KO. Tired of Kiki McGee winning the <laughs> And so and Kiki he, McGee, I love it. And then he liked it. That's awesome. Did you follow him after that? No. Oh come on, you gotta follow him. Come on, do it right now. Okay, I'll follow him. Yeah, follow him. Now he's, you know, this is this is part of his marketing technique. Now what he's gonna do is he's just gonna like dig some dirt up on you on the internet and go post some like a really embarrassing <laughs> about like your. Dude, that's not cool. Why would you? <laughs> why I don't now I don't want to follow him, man. <laughs> just set me up, Trev. All right, let's do this. Uh, this new sub segment. Yeah, sub segment of our uh, UFC Bellator talk. Uh, we're gonna start launching as many of these as we can, but. Um, an MMA prospect profile. Yep. Just kind of a quick ex- excerpt about a guy that we think is up and coming um, and, you know, could potentially be in the UFC in a short period of time. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of background on, you know, where they currently stand, where they might be fighting out of. This week's MMA prospect profile is, and that's our featured fighter, is Jack Shore, or as they like to call him in Wales, Tank. Uh, this guy is probably the top prospect in all of uh, UK, Ireland MMA. Um, he's uh, hails from Wales, like I mentioned, so he's Welsh, uh, which is super cool because actually my grandfather was born in Wales. And that's how I got my name. Because he was born in a Ooh. township called Trevor. That's right. Wild. So like I, I I already like him. Yeah. I kind of naturally have a little bit of a bond. Do it, you know, if you don't mm-hmm. do it for club, do it for country, right? Hey, that's a great saying, man. I like that. And it totally relates to sports. Yeah. So that was cool, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Jack is 10-0 and 0 as a professional fighter. He fights out of Cage Warriors, yep. um, which if you, we just learned this tonight, yep. so uh, we'll share it with everybody. If you want to watch Cage Warriors events 
any anybody that's a UFC fight pass holder can watch Cage Warriors events. Yep. Uh, tune in April 27th. He's fighting a guy named Scott Malone, who's also got a pretty solid record um, as a prospect. That is Jack Tankshore. We think that Dana White should hire him. A little backstory here. I don't know how quickly that will actually take shape because I think he just signed an 18-month extension for Cage Warriors fights. So, And I, that was just back in 2018 at some point so could be coming he, up. He, it could be coming up maybe towards the end of the year yeah but this guy is the real deal um you know what i think and this is just off kind of on subject kind of off subject i think when things like the year 2020 rolls around mm-hmm. i think that everybody and their mom want to use that as an opportunity to like add some pizzazz to their business so 2020 like seems like the perfect time for them to be like, let's bring on as much new talent as possible. Totally. And uh, take shots, take chances to like maybe up. Cage Warriors, man. Cage Warriors. Tune in is... April 27th. Our boy Jack Shore. Yep. Our MMA prospect profile featured fighter. Yep. All right. Well. Anyways. Diamonds are forever, man episode four diamonds forever it took us a minute but we're back uh like i said april and mark really were insane so now it's yeah it was insane it was a busy busy month it'll be fun to focus on the podcast and and the amalgam in general podcast yeah and we'll get back right after the draft i'm assuming yeah probably hopefully the weekend right after yeah and if not Oh, we'll, we'll be I have one last thing that I have to circle back. Oh, on. go ahead, circle it back. This we is haven't done this, that yet. this is no, it, it's circling back on this episode. Yep. There was one thing that I meant to say earlier when we were talking about the Adesanya and Gaslam. Oh, okay. Uh, I think a lot of people already know this, but those of you that don't, Israel Adesanya made his MMA or not his MMA, but his UFC debut 14 months ago, and is now the middleweight champion. Yep. Interim middleweight champion very, very pretty cool. impressive pretty impressive i think that that's maybe more impressive than winning just the process like doing that yes. in such a short period of time well and he's had a career in kickboxing before right? right and so he's not like he's been competing but man yeah in the in the top tier mma platform to show up and make that much big of a splash in less than a year and a half. I mean, you really need a couple of years to like put together a decent streak and totally. like start getting some attention. But I think part of the reason it helps is he's he's a pretty charismatic person, to say right? And so, right. um, especially for younger fans. I mean, it's weird, Trev. You and me. I mean, you're slightly older than me, a year older than me, but and I'll be thirty-two in May. And we're not the young generation anymore. We're like the top end of the millennials. Yeah. If if you yeah. want to call us millennials. And then, like, Adesanya is what, like 24, 25 or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's just almost That's a crazy. decade younger. Yeah. It's a different generation. Totally. So you never know how he's connecting like that and how he resonates with a generation that you're not a part of. Right. Like, you just don't get it. And so that's why, you know, you might just be... He might just be the kind of like how Sean O'Malley. I just saw his name popped up. Like with the younger generation and stuff, you can be charismatic and you can connect. Like 
there's so many ways to reach people. I mean, we got a podcast. Like, you can, do you have a platform? And I imagine if there was a company pushed in your face and stuff like that, like, dude, you can make them, you can make them serious, a serious follow. Yeah. With just that, just that <clears throat> boost. But, anyways, yeah, that's point wild. Being Asanya, hyper charismatic, and uh, it's just 14 months for him to be an interim belt holder and everybody's always going to complain about like interim belts and their role and blah 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 but to me it's like it makes perfect perfect sense if you have a champion who can't stop getting injured you know absolutely <clears throat> or in Khabib's case he's suspended so it's like um I don't know but then there's people like like that they don't I don't know like Tony Ferguson they just nothing happened you know did you see the tweet or his comments today to people Tony? Since you you meant no, you mentioned Habib. Oh yeah. That he I guess they're trying to organize uh Habib Poirier like soon. And like yeah. Habib like spoke out and said, Yo, yeah, absolutely deserves a shot. I'm just gonna have him all and like I do everyone else. You know what I think is weird about that? What? Not that I don't have any confidence in Dustin because I just picked him act. But I think it's weird that Habib is, like, obliging, you know? Like, I think that Habib is, like, well, I can take anybody down and hold him on the ground and beat him for, you know, three, five rounds, whatever it is. He probably could do that. I, I, I just, I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like he's almost, like, scared of anybody else that isn't, hasn't already just, like, put themselves in the category of, championship like caliber fight right so i think that i have this weird opinion i guess theory that i think that he just thinks like the beef's underestimating yeah i think he's just complete well he's underestimating him but i think he also wants that he wants someone that he feels like he could beat he doesn't fight somebody that he's uncertain because I think there are a few fighters that he is oh, a little... Yeah, how many times have him and Tony supposed to have fought? And it's right. like, you know, Khabib's pulled out of a couple of those yeah. himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, he does... I think there's been a lot of chatter about that, that anytime there's a worry that Khabib might lose his undefeated record that he pulls out. Right. And so... I, wouldn't be I think to me when you hear Khabib like Habib going off and starting to talk smack smack and all that like without being provoked if that's the case if he wasn't provoked to me that means he's scared you know yeah because uh that's not his style so right he's like you can tell he's the type of guy that like gets uncomfortable about you know specific fighters right you can kind of tell just like if he's been interviewed and he's been asked about certain fighters. I just get this vibe from him that he's sort of like, I don't know, fight that. Yeah. But unless he's like, unless for some reason he just feels super confident in the moment. Like to me, I think that yeah. Bar- at the time, the Barboza fight would have been one that like kind of was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like he's, 
Yeah. He's he's crazy. He's the, a crazy striker. Yeah, he's a crazy striker. <clears throat> but, but then he, he just took him down. Yeah. I don't think Khabib, Khabib's afraid of getting punched at all or anything like that. Right. Take shots. Um, but I am really excited for him to lose somewhat, whenever it happens. Yeah. I don't care who beats him. Yeah. And it's not that I don't like him. I just. Maybe it'll be Max, dude. That would be great. That would be great. I don't. Now it's kind of like. Probably won't happen. Yeah. But Dustin, uh, I don't think he's going to be able, I don't know, man. I don't know if he'd be, if he can't hang with Mac for five rounds, right? is he going to hang with Khabib as Khabib hangs on top of him? Uh, have Dustin and Al fought? Like, no. They haven't. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for Khabib to lose. Just yeah. like, I don't know, I just, undefeated fighters are kind of one of those things, like, that can't last. Yeah. Like, no one is, like, kind of like. It lasted for Mayweather. That, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I was j- literally just thinking that. You know, that's one different out sport. of. One, a different sport, and that's also one out of how many fighters of all time. So mm-hmm. like, there is the theoretical possibility. Yeah like when you talk about the most dominant you know players or athletes in sport yeah most people would be like oh like LeBron James well there's a guy named Floyd Mayweather that has never lost yeah 50 fights pretty incredible that's pretty incredible and and that's a sport where you're guaranteed damage yeah you know where's like tennis or like uh Volleyball or something like it might like push your knee for sure, right? Stuff like that, like, but you're not like getting concussed yourself oh. over and over and over. <clears throat> Pretty wild. It is wild. Can we wrap this up. Yeah, man. <laughs> what a what a what an episode. We yeah, talked about great. a lot. I think we BSed so much. It's nice though. I kind of wanted to do that a little bit. This yeah. is a podcast. Yeah, totally. I mean, if we're just like being all formal talking about sports just sports and all that then i think like, we covered all the major food groups we definitely talked about we it. took a month off so we had to cover a lot yes and, and we we burned through it all pretty quick so yeah um all right everybody you guys you guys stay well subscribe to the new channel <laughs> yeah talking sports with trevin corb subscribe on twitter and, or follow on twitter and tell somebody about the podcast please yeah and have you know if one person listens from that that's that's all we need that's all we need one at a time keep growing so thank you for tuning in episode four diamonds are forever appreciate it guys yeah check you next time